0: Yourselves. It's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast with Wicks. Let's do it right. Absolute radio.
1: <sighs> Just chatting away to colleagues there. Yeah, oh, Matt, we got five seconds. Yeah. Matt, we've got three. Oh, you're just going to carry on talking. we got two. Matt, we're on. Um, morning, Emma. Morning, Glenn. Morning. Hello. Morning, everybody. So One of the things I'm kind of slightly still recovering from, from this year's Isle of Wight Festival, is we met so many lovely listeners to this show, and that, so many people were so complimentary. And there was also one of those um, those people who, you know, even though you offer up a cheek for a kiss, if they want a kiss, yeah. they'll kind of wangle their head around a little bit and just get one get one in on the smacker Yeah, Yeah, you know, those kind of wet-lipped people. Yeah, yeah. So I met a wet-lipped listener. Oh, Um, oh, uh, wow. Yes, I believe, um, uh, who was on? Kasabian were on. And I was trying to enjoy LSF, but there was someone like...
2: <laughs> we We're un- like? kissing you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Glenn. Honestly, you, mu- you must funny. have. A- I had a former work colleague. She was a nightmare
0: for it. You go. No, you go. Uh, she
1: yeah. go, uh, Merry Christmas. You go. Oh, Merry Christmas to you as well. And you go. Here's the side of my face. This is my boundaries. This is my <laughs> she would yeah. Just wangle round
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: like an old aunt. You should bring a portrait of you and go. Just kiss the portrait <laughs>
1: instead. <laughs> <laughs> I might get my own face tattooed on the palm of my hand. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: anyway, early birthday. <laughs>
1: Tickets for next (laughs) year's Isle of Wight Festival are going on sale. You can buy them tomorrow from AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. The Dave
0: Berry Breakfast
1: Show podcast, Absolute Radio. Dave, Matt, and the team. The head of accounts at my work is a sly lip kisser. She always lands it from a nom. (laughs)
0: Thanks, (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thanks, not. <Anand. laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking Quantum Leap, because um, we talk about it most mornings around this time. Um, yeah. We're aware that many of you are also huge fans. In fact, Harvey was prompted to text us saying, Dave, nice to hear a Quantum fan, open brackets, fellow Leaper, <laughs> close brackets, yes. that's what we're called, Leapers, yeah. talking about one of my favourite TV shows. Did you know there was an alternate ending? Well, I do, because, Matt, you've sent me the uh, the yeah. YouTuber yeah. Um, banging on about it, quite yeah. frankly. Almost, she was so annoying, I almost fell out of love with Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah, she found <laughs> some
3: pictures, uh, still images, yeah. from the shoot of the final season, season five, where they weren't sure they were going to continue or not, so they sort of left it slightly open-ended at the end of Quantum, yeah. I believe, in case it got back for another season. Well, it's, it might have been the end as well.
1: It says Dr Sam Beckett never returned home. Yes. This being based on the theory that he could choose when he wanted to stop helping people and therefore stop quantum leaping from life to life, changing uh, for what went wrong for what went right or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he chose not no, to. It. He chose to carry on helping people yeah, out. Yeah. But we now find out that the alternate ending, which was going to be the start of season six, yeah. Al, his trusty assistant, yeah. his sidekick, um starts leaping to try and
3: find him. Dean Stockwell was reunited with his ex-wife and was going to live happily ever after. Who but
1: believed he do- he was in a prisoner of war yes, camp and had yeah, die yeah, died yeah. unfortunately. But then
3: it decided the only way to get Sam back was to leap himself. Yeah. And then they'd both just be leaping around. I sure. don't know how they...
2: Each Even other. the <laughs> cast of Quantum Leap would be so surprised to hear it being discussed this much on any format. <laughs> One of
1: my be, favourite Quantum Leap well, moments it. ever was us just having a conversation <laughs> and looking at Emma's face,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: which is like, well, what "Are you banging on about now?"
0: <laughs> this has become like a new feature.
1: <laughs> this is a new feature. Yeah. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is <laughs> this is the feature
0: everyone's going to know and love about <laughs> this breakfast show. <laughs> the Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast,
1: Absolute Radio. We've received a tweet. From little Jason. Good morning, little Jason.
3: Yeah, he's uh, he's he's part of the gang. He's a, a Quantum fan. He's a, a fellow leaper.
1: A leaper uh, and the Society of Leapers. He
3: started a campaign uh, to uh, uh, get Quantum Leap on Netflix in the UK. He says, this must happen, hashtag oh boy.
1: It just doesn't <laughs> seem it. to be available on any platform No, anymore. exactly, yeah, and
3: there's, there's a gap in the market there, isn't it, for fans of Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay, so we're, g- we're going to get behind that uh, fellow <laughs> leaper. Fellow leaper, little Jason. Thank you. (laughs) The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast.
3: Absolute Radio.
1: Good morning. It is technically Friday Eve, which means we're nearly there, ladies and gentlemen. Bravo. Uh, So I'm asking you, what was the first thought that popped into your head this morning? Please share at 8.12.15 on the text, or you can tweet me at Absolute Radio. And mine was, England must lose against Belgium. Yeah, well, it's becoming increasingly... Uh, more of a
3: favourable option if we, uh, if we lose tonight unfortunately, especially after Germany went out, if you look at the lineup, as we discussed yesterday um, if you look at the potential games we're going to face going through the tournament should we progress you know, I mean, this is all uh, potential things, isn't it? But it, we, it looks much more favourable
1: on the other side if we lose. Well, this is why it was my first thought, because we were discussing this last night. And, I mean, some of the teams that we would avoid...
3: Yeah. Potentially quarterfinals, either Sweden or Switzerland, in a quarterfinal would be... F- you'd like the look of that. England's
2: league. track record against Sweden is horrible.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. That's well, the only is issue. True. OK. okay. England's track record at any sort of uh, knockout stage is horrible as well that's also true I, I don't think it really matters who we play and I hear what Gareth Southgate is saying and I sort of believe it we might as well just keep trying to win and then we'll take on whoever we need to take on yeah okay Okay, But, yeah, it's much easier
1: if we lose tonight. How do you think we would go about deliberately trying to lose the (laughs) game of football? How do you think that would look? Because we're going round to listen to Louise's house tonight. I think apparently if we draw and then we get a couple of bookings,
3: then we'll just be below them on the fair play because we'll be completely level on goals scored, points and everything. But if we have a couple more bookings than them, then they'll go through as having better fair play. Otherwise, it's drawn by lots if it's completely level. They draw, right. they draw lots to see who's going to top the group God, it's complicated, be a, isn't a it? crazy situation yeah. this is a
2: headache for everyone yeah. involved but I think they should just bring on Butland and Pope the two reserve keepers in the last few minutes Let and they should out. just both Follow. punch Kevin De Bruyne Yeah, yeah, that's get it. sent off
3: or just do a Manuel Neuer and just all come on and just do rush goalkeeper yeah. that was minutes. so
1: exciting was yesterday a, wasn't it that's the
3: way to do it yeah. <laughs> the
1: goalkeeper's losing it in midfield I, I crazy, loved crazy. it um, by the way when I said we're going round to listen to Louise's house to watch the football uh, this has been the competition we've been running, uh, Mm. in case you didn't know, uh, we will be doing it with wicks. This isn't (laughs) her finding out now. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little surprise (laughs) for Louise there. Morning! The
0: Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast.
1: Absolute radio. Not once did it occur to me that anybody out there would think I was deliberately cutting off the travel report from Eloise. But then again, someone does. (laughs) (laughs) Someone does, yeah, yeah. Someone also presumes, obviously, that means that Eloise allows the travel music to start and then just doesn't say anything for about 30 seconds, <laughs> uh, then just starts talking, then just cuts. I then I well, just cut her off. I just go, no.
2: And go, we're trying to encourage her going, come on, come on, just Come, say on, it, say
0: it. come on, Eloise, yeah. talk. Oh, You wow. got
1: to the M1 and you gave up again, Eloise. Yeah.
3: Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Yeah, the angry complainer says, every morning you cut off the travel report halfway through. What's the point of having it if that's what you're going to do? Saying it's very unprofessional and people rely on travel updates for the on the way to work. Well,
1: just for you and everyone else, (laughs) and of of course, particularly for Eloise, our colleague and friend, um, there's occasionally a little bug in the system, which is why you might not get all your travel, but over the course of a show, we've got a 95% success rate. Yeah, it shouldn't happen every time. Also, sometimes people think that's me because Eloise obviously really sounds like Emma. And I sometimes yeah. get tweets about her travel reports. It's not me. <laughs> so I love that we're doing this. Our <laughs> right to reply. <laughs> okay. Um so anyway, no, Eloise, we do not cut Eloise off, and Eloise is not Emma. Yes. First thoughts this morning. Barry, I've been listening to you rant on about Quantum Leap <laughs> for the last couple of mornings. <laughs> yes. Uh says Eddie. What about bringing back Nash Bridges? Uh, oh, <laughs> Eddie yeah, says his be... mates even call him Nash. Oh, do they? Yeah? Really? Wow, that's a good that would be a good
3: companion. Piece yes. when Netflix pick it up, but certainly um, uh, Don Johnson and Cheech from
1: Cheech and Child. Cheech remember and that? That's great. Whoever uh. put that combo together, they're somewhere <laughs> in a restaurant <laughs> in Hollywood. They went, I know what we're going to do. <laughs> um, morning. Isn't the collective now for a group of leapers a colony? That Thank would make God. you a leaper colony. A <laughs> colony. <laughs> Very nice, That's Eric, in sunny yeah. Scotland. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, guys. First thought today was for me to get some beers from Tesco before I go to work and then put them in the fridge for the England game so they're chilled when I get home tonight. Alan in Ooh, Manchester. Planning ahead. Nice. Uh, listen to this for a first thought. My year one class have to write a non-chronological report about astronaut Tim Peake in the heat. <sighs>
2: oh it's a why? lot going on there, why? isn't there? Why
3: is it non-chronological? That's what I want to know. No you know? idea. Why? Why not just do it all in why, order? White MP. He's been
2: back for ages. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> These are a couple of our first thoughts for the rest of the week now. <laughs> why? Why not chronological? Uh, yeah. um, get back strange. in touch, please, Miss or sir, and let us know. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast.
3: Absolute Radio.
1: As you have been so generous in sharing your first thoughts, let's get the ones from around the studio, shall we? Matt Dyson. What do you think um, of first this morning? Uh, do I turn the
3: fan off or not? was the question that I... Uh, oh, it's a big conundrum at the moment, isn't because it? Because it, it, it was very hot last night. This morning, uh, f- uh, it's very cold. Uh, and so uh, I've got one of those um, bladeless Dyson fans. Of course you are so Very <laughs> much on brand. <laughs> <That's a> brand <laughs> they're <not> Dyson. <laughs> that li- they're not that loud. But the other day I turned off and my wife was like, no, turn it back on, what you-? and I woke her up. Well, so I, now uh, it, like it's freezing cold but do I turn the fan off I've decided to leave it on this morning
1: well I, I don't have a swanky Dyson fan I just have a kind of old school chromey type one but yeah. I quite like the sound it kind of yes. lulls me off to sleep yeah you sort of get used to it so I think I've decided to just leave it on there last night there was no cold side of the pillow which is so frustrating oh, yeah, you know when no, you flip yeah, it over hoping yeah. for that sweet sweet relief yeah
2: yeah just never came. Every, it's all
1: warm my pillow was 100% clammy <laughs> just
2: put the pillow case just the case of the pillow in the fridge in for the 5 freezer. minutes yeah, and yeah. then and then put it on your pillow. Oh, I'm actually writing that down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is terrible radio for everyone listening.
2: <laughs> okay,
3: you know what I'm fridge. doing later? I'm
0: filling a, <laughs> Go on.
3: I'm filling a uh, plastic bottle with water and putting it in the freezer and then I will give that to my rabbit in the rabbit's hutch because apparently they like to cuddle up against the ice cold oh, water do they? when it's oh. boiling hot. That's
1: another nice... I don't yeah. own a rabbit, so but a I'm going to write that then. down as well. <laughs> Buy rabbit. <That's> yeah. excellent. <laughs> By uh, rabbit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bite <By> Rabbit. <laughs> pillowcase in fridge. Yeah. It's been a great first hour of the show. Thanks, guys. The
0: Dave Berry Breakfast Show. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast.
3: Absolute radio.
1: So, yesterday on the show, uh, Glenn, you told a really funny story about a friend of yours who was playing the part of a dead body yeah. in a production. Yeah, great. great role. <laughs> um, great role, and actually fell asleep because he was just laying on the boards for so long. Yeah, which
2: isn't necessarily the problem because... That, that, that's the best, that's the most effective way you can mimic a dead person, is yeah, if you are yeah. yourself unconscious.
1: Yes, yeah, so I suppose he's method.
2: Yes. <laughs> Very standard plastic. But he did wake up, he jolted himself awake uh, <laughs> uh, on stage and went, no I didn't.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and
1: this led to me uh, thinking about a production I was in at college um, called The Visit by Frederick Duramat. And I told you all on the show that I had one line as a doctor, which was... Um, uh, he's dead um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't that actually it was Art Attack uh, I, got, I got that one wrong no, it was Art Attack a key line in the production it was well. about the neat Neil Buchanan ITV kids show right? <laughs> Art, Art Attack he would been making a giant football player out of shirts and balls <laughs> on the playing field Art Attack um, no it was because basically the township have come together in the visit and they're all being duplicitous to someone who is visiting The town, so the the key role of the doctor is to lie and say, Oh, this person had a heart attack, but actually, the townspeople have done him over. Um, But because I didn't read any of the rest of the play, just my highlighted line, I had absolutely (laughs) no idea what was going on. (laughs) So I was backstage probably flirting with someone and then I just kind of came on in a white coat and went the <laughs> <laughs> and then just walked off again <laughs> yeah yeah um, so what we would like to do now if we may with your help at 81215 or tweet us at Absolute Radio is kind of build your IMDB your CV of productions that you have appeared in uh, preferably as a child because I was in George's Marvelous Medicine Wow. This should whiten up those teeth of hers, was my line. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I was Joseph in the Nativity. Oh, um, nice. There's a legendary photograph of me at home where I'm holding the baby Jesus, played by the part of one of my little sister's dolls, um, upside down by the ankle. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: wearing <excellent>. a bathrobe, because <laughs> that's <laughs> what everyone was wearing back then. Um, so that, And The Visit, so that's my IMDB wow. of productions. It's a good CV. What about you, Matt?
3: Oh, well, I first cut my teeth in a, <laughs> uh, a breakthrough <laughs> role in many ways... Uh, uh, in uh, the Hayward Comprehensive School production of uh, Adrian Mole oh. uh, but I have talked I have the bre- role of the dog I had, <laughs> to, I had to wear a dog Have a you dog, always been hairy ever since you were a little boy? A dog costume I had to like crawl around on stage in a dog costume also played the part of the headmaster as well I sort of uh, had two roles in that one okay. but then the next year I graduated to become Fat Sam in Bugsy Malone and Oh so wow, wow. Great People great still talk about that role <laughs> to this day Hit you the know. big time yeah. mm. My brother weirdly was uh, in he went to Sixth Form College right, to do a BTEC in business <laughs> studies but for some reason he was in an opera production <laughs> (laughs) of Carmen right and me my my mum and dad and my brothers all went to watch him and he was in Carmen he was singing at the back of the stage on a block on a raised platform, <laughs> and uh, during the main number, he fell off the back of the stage. And oh. uh, we had it on a video camera, on old school video camera.
1: What with the date, like 1989 <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the bottom yeah. of the screen? And suddenly
3: he
2: disappeared, and you couldn't see him. <laughs> he, he, like he fell off the stage. And, and that joking. brother's name was Paul Potts. He <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, <it was>, yeah. <laughs> just lay there going, What has this got to do with business?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Morning, Dave and Matt. I played a reporter in a play called The Seven-Sided Dice. I was only about 11 or 12, but I can still remember all of the songs. Good morning, Dave. When I was 13, I was in a school production of Oliver playing the artful Dodger. Two days before the show, I was tackled in a rugby match and snapped my leg. Not very artfully dodged, you could say. I couldn't do the show, but was allowed to do one song on the last night whilst wearing a massive plaster cast from Colin. Colin. Many years ago, when my son was at nursery, the little innkeeper in the Nativity play told Mary and Joseph, no, but my daddy says you should go to a travel lodge.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one's from Jackie, so she loves a show. <laughs> well, thank you, Jackie.
0: The Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast.
1: Absolute radio. We're exchanging stories of the times that you trod the boards. Glenn? Yeah. Oh, what happened?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I was. Safe what? space. What in terms of <laughs> No, not that. I meant with school plays. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a play at university and I had my the character I was playing had to be handcuffed, but like handcuffed behind my back with my hands behind my back very sort of early on. Right. I and mean, then the handcuffs were taken off at a very early stage in the play I and mean, then the rest of the play was obviously done handcuffless. Um, but the person who handcuffed me on the final night of the play didn't realise that they looped the handcuffs through like the belt loops on my trousers. <laughs> And they only removed one of, they only unlocked one of the wrists. And so I, I had my right hand stuck to my bum. <laughs> like strapped behind my back for an entire like two and a half hour play wow yeah and I had to like there were bits where I had to sort of like write stuff down and stuff like that or really sort of use both hands and it was like I just had to sort of act as if I was some sort of retired army general who has his hand behind his back <laughs> at all times
0: because it'd
1: be quite That's limited right. for your character can't it? was horrible I look, like, like, a, I, I, I look like a butler <laughs> <laughs> Dave and the team I was Michael in Peter Pan with get this everybody Bonnie Langford ooh ooh yeah. And fell asleep on stage whilst pretending to be just that. The only problem was they'd left my microphone up and you could hear me snoring. That's from June 25. <laughs> uh, morning, Dave and Matt and the team. My CV looks like this. Midsummer Night's Dream as Puck, wearing tights and green face makeup. I received a black eye mid-production after being shoulder-butted by a fairy. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um,
1: Other highlights include the Reverend Ellie Jenkins in the sixth form production of Under Milk Wood forgot my lines and said something naughty under my breath. It was loud enough that the entire audience of staff and parents could hear. I won a prize at the end of the year for inappropriate religious comments. (laughs) (laughs) And that's from the weights monkey in Herm Baker. Uh, Emma, did you ever star in a school production?
2: I was never the lead. I was always in the chorus. I was in the chorus
1: for *Me and My Girl*. Okay, doing the Lambeth Walk. That's pretty cool. I was um, Angel Number Five in the Nativity in New York. My favourite angel, (laughs) Lou Um,
4: Vega. Famous song. And
1: my favourite ever role was reading out loud *The Jolly Pocket Postman* when I was in primary school. Very, very good. Very impressive. And you guys out there, it's the same. Morning, Dave and Matt. I'll never forget the look on the audience's faces at St Andrew's School Nativity in Dumfries. I was playing Joseph and picked up the Fisher-Price doll from the manger. It was covered in hay. Unfortunately, I dropped the doll and its head rolled off the stage. Not my best moment from Lee Med in Dumfries. At first, we thought Lee Mead had got in touch. It was obviously Joseph in a technical dream go, this isn't for you, Lee Mead. We're talking amateur (laughs) dramatics here. (laughs) Dave, I was in the World War One BBC film Testament of Youth as an extra. I was supposed to get on the train and go off to war. I was not told this. Right. The train left, and I was the only soldier on the platform waving all the others off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had
1: to start the entire scene again. For my primary school production of Peter Pan, I auditioned for the key role of Smee. In the end, I secured a role of Native American Number 6. <laughs> Unfortunately, the nerves got to me on the night and a small accident was had in my costume. In the end, Native American Number 6 was the only one appearing on stage in jogging bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from Stevie <laughs> Nottingham. Thank you very much indeed for sending those in, guys. The Dave
0: Berry Breakfast Show Podcast.
3: Absolute radio.
1: To say I'm taken aback is an understatement. Matt Dyson just said, well, gel. <laughs> <laughs>
3: In an ironic way, I mean, I'm not well, using. Well, I don't that. think it was though. <laughs> I'm just using I honestly that. don't
1: think it was. I'm not using that for real, you know. <laughs> well, you, well, the reason we said, well, I say we, Matt said well, Joe is we've got Lammy on line one. Good morning <laughs> to you, Lammy. Hello. How are you? Very good. Thank you for asking. And how are you today? I'm very excited. Very excited indeed. So you're you're an England fan living in Brussels, but you're about to board a flight to Kalingrad to see England Whoa. versus Belgium. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. I am the only Englishman on a flight full
1: of Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Well gel, what? Matt. Well yeah. gel. That's it It's
3: the only response you can give to that story. <laughs> How do you think England going to do, Lammy? I think it's going to be. A draw, I think it's going to be something like two or...
1: Okay, and how does yeah. a draw help us out, though? Because well, I mean, we want to keep, so. on one hand, we want to keep the winning momentum going, which is great, and I love Gareth Savage's attitude towards that, but also it's a, a slightly easier path to the final if we lose to Belgium. Yeah, so where does yeah. a draw leave us? Well, it
3: will go down to how we've done in terms of fair play, so we'll have to get loads of yellow cards. If <laughs> we draw and get loads of yellow cards, <laughs> and maybe a red,
1: you know, for somebody who's not a key player, that'll be all right, then we'll get the easier route. I just have this haunting vision, having been a, a lifelong England fan, that in say 10, 15 years from now, there's going to be all of these England players who are currently playing this tournament, all would have retired, and they're all going to be yeah. doing talking heads on a <laughs> television show <laughs> yeah, going, no. We should oh. have lost to Belgium. <laughs> 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 the the, we the Belgians were Belgium. smarter than us. Yes. They, you know, oh, they rested Lukaku. They, they rested, rested Lukaku. All, all, all those cynical tackles they were putting <laughs> on our players. <laughs> oh, no. We
3: weren't as smart as the Belgians. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever we do, I think it'll be the wrong choice. <laughs> I'm not sure, that's how it works out. <laughs> Whatever
1: happens. <laughs> That's the spirit, Matt. Um, <laughs> listen, Lammy, enjoy the game. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. We are well gel. Well gel. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Lammy, take care. Um, so a draw with lots of yellow cards. Wow, I bet Louise can't wait for us to come round our house tonight. It's going to be oh, so yeah. exciting, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs>
0: The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast.
1: Absolute Radio. All this week, I'm giving away weekend camping passes to brand new Rise Festival. It's happening in Chelmsford. They've got Liam Gallagher signed up. They've got the Mannix, James Bay, the Stereophonics, Rag and Bowman, Bastille and loads more. And you need to play a little game of stars in their Rise. (laughs) which was created by us over a stubby Heineken beer at last yeah. weekend's oh, Isle of Wight yeah. Festival. Uh, so to win this, I'm going to start a song, a very popular song here on the playlist, then I'm going to pull the music out and our contestants need to keep on singing. Whoever does the best job will win the passes. And first of all, on line one, we have Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Very good. Thank you for asking. How are you feeling? Are you nervous or are you embracing this? What's going on in your mind right now? A little bit nervous, standing in a car park in Deptford, but I'm just gonna go with it. Standing in a car park in Deptford—you've just summarised my whole youth. Um, (laughs) So, Sarah, we've gone for um, "Journeys Don't Stop Believing." Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. You're you're gonna hear a tiny little bit at the beginning, then you just keep singing, and we pick the very end of the song where there's all these kind of random high notes. It all goes a bit jazz. Yeah, Um, Okay. So there'll be bonus points for that. Are you ready? I'm ready. OK, good luck. Thank
2: you. <laughs> Sarah? <laughs> oh,
1: I'm on oh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop. stop. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no okay. stop now. who I, I do live radio <laughs> for a living, <laughs> <a laughs> eh? OK, Listen here we show. go. Here we go. Sorry, good okay, luck. Thanks. Here we go. Thank you. Don't stop, stop believing... Keep
0: on achieving, going on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't
1: sing. I think we can class that as a unique working uh, of the original shoe. <laughs> <too. laughs> New take on an old classic. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Sarah. Very brave of you. You stay right there in that car park because online, too, we have Chris. Good morning to you, Chris. Hello, good day, hello. Good morning, Matt and Dave. Good morning. Uh, how are you today? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. OK, so you've just heard what you've got to do. Um, just do it like Sarah, but better.
4: I'll
1: have a OK, we wish you the best of luck. Here we go. Okay,
0: yeah,
4: thank you. Don't stop
1: to leave it all <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, then, what do we do? Sarah wow. and Chris, you're both there. Producer, can let me bring you in here? As producer Dave's on holiday, you're now <clears throat> our official adjudicator. Mm. Are there any real winners from? What's <laughs> <I> know,
4: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that that song has been so prolific, but the lyrics haven't permeated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it hasn't <laughs> come through at all. No one's been listening, have they, to the message that Journey were trying to put across? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I think I, I quite like. I think I'm going to go. I, okay, I'm going to I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. Um, Chris, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show, oh. but because she was stood in a car park, our winner is Sarah,
0: everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, you're going to Rise
1: Festival. Bravo Thank to you. you. Well <laughs> Thank done. You very much. We'll Thank get you. those tickets out to you.
0: Bravo. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast.
1: Absolute Radio. So last week, we were searching for a listener's house to host our Wix viewing party for tonight's England versus Belgium game. Louise and her lovely family from Barnet were the eventual winners, so Matt and I are going to be heading around there tonight. We are. We're going to be bringing with us a big screen to watch the football on. You got that sorted out, didn't you? I uh, did. I thought you were doing that. No, I was doing the football table. <laughs> right. right okay. Tell me you didn't forget the food and drink. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, that's no, all right. I'll sort something out. We're going to have to put a bit of a shift in after the show today, it would seem. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of DJ um, we all, we've already had Louise and her family's garden landscaped and done professionally and we're also giving her a four-piece graphite garden set a Karcher K5 X range pressure washer a Landman dual burner gas barbecue in black as requested Louise and a web self-propelled lawn mower this is all thanks to Wix have everything you need to do your garden right this summer Uh, So one of the reasons that Louise and the family were top of the pile is because they have two very talented children. There is young Michael, who is the keepy-uppy king, and there is Elizabeth, who, at the age of 12, is a massive Oasis fan and also a pianist. So right now we can hear a little clip of Elizabeth playing Stop Crying Your Heart Out, a song synonymous with England at football (laughs) tournaments (laughs) and hopefully won't be needed tonight. Here we go. (laughs)
0: Your she initial should have won the reaction,
1: Tickets to Rise Festival. Yeah, she was very good. She was <laughs> yeah. much better than our eventual winner, Sarah. You're right, you're <laughs> yeah. right there, Emma. Uh, so your initial reaction to that is, oh, how lovely, that's really nice. And yeah. then it's also, oh, that's quite bad sound quality yeah, there. That's a bit that's hissy, that's, isn't that's it? A bit yeah. Hissy. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, that's not the sound quality. That's because uh, Louise, uh, Elizabeth's mum, was uh, cooking sausages in the background. Um, and the image of that is just wonderful, isn't Whoa. it? Elizabeth sat her piano singing Stop Crying Your Heart Out while her mum fries sausages in the background. <laughs> but Liam never had to put up with that, did he? Do you know what I mean? Um, we look forward to meeting you all tonight. The Dave
0: Berry Breakfast Show Podcast.
3: Absolute radio.
1: This morning at various points, we've been talking about your school play stories or any productions you might have been in at an amateur level. Um, this is... Um, well, we've had so many great stories to hear from the team as well. Um, Matt's brother, George... Fell off the back of the stage while singing in an operatic um, thing called Carmen, the, the famous yeah, yeah. opera Carmen, which was odd because he was actually there to do a B Tech in business. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, That's strange. Uh, our very own Glenn Moore did a whole play with one of his hands handcuffed behind his own back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was quite the achievement, <laughs> so thank you for that. Morning, Dave and Matt. I spat in the eye of an audience member during a performance of Road. <laughs> it was accidental, of course, as I was shouting out a monologue. Right. Now, obviously, I stayed in character. <laughs> <laughs> approach the audience member after the production just to apologise oh, nice, from yes. Peter in Manchester. <laughs> Hi Dave and Matt, I was given the role of polar bear in my primary school nativity play. Now my problem with this is I don't ever remember reading about a polar bear in the Bible. <laughs> and that's from Stu M in Penzance. Yeah, I think you've got a point there Stu.
3: And there's one guy who claims to have been expelled as a result of the school production. Oh, like, abs- come on I mean, He says he was in a play called Derek the Viking, a parody of of Eric the Viking. Apparently, the head teacher's middle name was Derek, and the head teacher didn't like him very much because of this show. He felt he was being mocked in this performance, and uh, this guy questioned his authority. Two weeks later, he was expelled, he says, on very flimsy charges. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was the school production that started the road to him being expelled. Okay, just disrespectful
1: using the teacher's middle name. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much indeed for those. They have been an amazing
0: set of stories. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio.
1: Good morning, it's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, and look who's here from Sky Cinema, it's Alex Zane. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Dave Berry. Let's talk the Pixar collection. I love the Sky Cinema collections, and this is a very good idea, because I don't think there's anybody listening to this who hasn't got amongst their maybe top ten favourite films of all time, a Pixar in there.
4: Uh, You're absolutely right, Dave, and the reason I'm picking a double bill of Pixar this morning is because they're 20th Ever movie comes out in a couple of weeks, The Incredibles 2. So I thought it was the perfect time to dip back into the Sky Cinema on Demand Vault and remind ourselves why they are one of the greatest film studios in the world. So the movie I've picked to start us off this morning is from 2004, it's their sixth ever movie. And it's The Incredibles. Oh, I can't believe that's 2004. Right. This has the same plot as
1: well of, of the Avengers Infinity War. and uh, <laughs> Like and where superheroes are kind of no longer
4: welcome. Yeah, there's the Civil War uh, Avengers ah, movies. Civil it's it's War. more like that. And Watchmen as well. But it does stand up as one of the greatest, not just animated movies, superhero movies of all time. Which is a big statement in 2018 when they're two a penny. But this is really, really one of the best. It's incredibly funny. And also... And maybe this is just me. I like how dark it is because Brad Bird, the director, said that he got annoyed with Saturday morning cartoons where the villains were always so ridiculous that you didn't really feel they were that villainous. And in this movie, you remember the villain syndrome is actually a really good bad guy. He's a nasty bad guy. And his death sequence is truly truly horrible with the cloak and the plane engine and yeah i mean it's great i mean it's dark but it references an earlier funny bit in the movie where there's that whole montage where edna mode the fashion designer is going no cloaks i'm going to explain why superheroes don't wear cloaks and you see all the horrible accidents they have because of their cloaks she was a wonderful character what why is it taking so long for a sequel then because they wait for a great story They wait for the director to have a great story in mind. And in this case, Brad Bird was off doing live action films. He directed Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, the famous Burj Khalifa scene. That was all Brad Bird. Then, to a lesser degree of success, he directed Tomorrowland, but hey, he's, he's still <laughs> Brad Bird, so, uh, so now he's got a story and he's come back into the Pixar fold and he's making The Incredibles too. And the reason Pixar are so good, I went to Pixar recently, just outside of San Francisco, and the building there is designed by Steve Jobs and it's this incredible building that is purely designed for this positivity and collaboration and just to give you an idea of how positive this building is and how infectious that is, I walked into the foyer and a guy shot past me on one of those micro scooters indoors and I didn't immediately go, idiot! (laughs) well do you know what
1: as a, as a long standing and trusted friend of mine I'll have to take your word for it because personally <laughs> it sounds like a nightmare <laughs> and now we move on to one of the all time greats up and everyone who has seen it will, will know where I'm going with this but that, that opening sequence to be put through that emotional roller coaster so early on into a movie is uh, I'm sure you agree Alex a very brave move particularly in something that in inverted commas is a, is a kids animated movie
4: I honestly couldn't agree more I'm so glad you brought that up because to me that is not just one of the finest pieces of Pixar animation it's one of the finest pieces of animation in the world if no one's seen it there is a 10 minute mini movie within the movie that charts Carl and Ellie's life and it's funny it's tragic and if you don't cry at that moment, then you're probably not alive. I'm not even kidding, I, I'm actually, I feel choked right now even thinking about it. So I've joined what is apparently called the Mile Cry Club Oh, I love that. who cry on aircraft and I was watching up and I just start sobbing and there are tears pouring down my face <laughs> and it was at the exact moment the stewardess came over and went hello sir, what would you like for dinner? Oh my god are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just all I can think to do is is like try and reaffirm my masculinity by ordering meat. Um, <laughs> like beef
0: through the subs, but beef, bring me beef.
1: Um, if you haven't seen it, it is on Sky Cinema. It's part of the Pixar collection. Um, and now, Alex, um, it is time for another on the spot quiz. Okay. Now we've learnt a little something from from uh, one of the previous quizzes that we did. We are now dealing in worldwide box office figures.
4: Oh, the the debacle, if I may call it, that of last week's quiz was very confusing for me. I only deal Worldwide, yes, he and Alex actually said that twice now, which is just (laughs) amazing.
1: I only deal in worldwide beef. (laughs) Okay, he travels the world crying for beef. (laughs) Which has grossed the most is what we're doing here, and we're going to begin with up as we were just talking about it in 2009. It grossed 735 million in 1994. Did the Lion King?
4: Gross more or less than up. Oh, it's a good one. I I'm going now. You've done me. You've done me again here because The Lion King was re-released in 3D, and if you've gone to one of the same sources that I'd go to, you've <laughs> added those box offices together. So I'm saying more. I'm saying more. It is more. Well done to you. And you
1: answered just enough time there before you sucked all the fun out of this quiz with your pre-ramble. <laughs> Nine hundred and sixty-eight million and a few more. Um, the 2003 animation find. Nemo, did it gross more or less than the Lion King? I am going to say not as much as the Lion King. You're absolutely right, it's less. It was close though 940, 335, 536 million. The Incredibles movie. Sorry, how much? I don't know. As soon as I started that, I thought, I either stop right now and admit that I've failed at reading numbers aloud on my own radio show, or I carry on. But yeah, effectively, I just said 940, 335, 536 million. Great. I get paid in magic beans to do this. It's just easier for everyone. Um, The Incredibles movie. Did it gross more or less than Finding Nemo? I'm going to say less. You're absolutely right once again. It grossed... $633 million. and finally released in 2013 uh, Frozen um, I'm a man with two nieces so I know exactly what happens in Frozen uh, many many times over did it gross more or less than Incredibles in the worldwide box office
4: I mean are you reading more numbers I'd suggest i suggest let it go. It grows... <laughs> it grows more. It did gross more. Uh, so that's it from Mr
1: Worldwide. Alex will be back <laughs> next week with more movie recommendations. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Dave.
0: The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. And
1: that's it from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio. We just had a little panic in the studio here. Uh, well, I can't hear anything. Guys, I can't hear anything. Oh, my, my headphones are turned down. <laughs> 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 What else have we learnt? Well, we've learnt that listener Sarah doesn't know any of the words to Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Oh, she does not. But it was still enough for her to win tickets on Stars in Their Rise to Rise Festival. Don't, Don't stop,
0: stop, stop believing, keep on achieving, going <laughs> on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, that's going to be back right. tomorrow.
3: Another chance for you to win. What else did we learn, Matt? Achieving isn't even mentioned once in that song. No, one. it's not in there at all. Uh, we also learned that a campaign was started to get Netflix to show all five seasons of Quantum Leap this morning, or Quantum. Yeah. Quantum, as hardcore leapers call it. Uh, it's after it claims there was an alternate ending to the legendary sci-fi show starring Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell, uh, made but never aired. Yeah. So we may never see that. But there'll be more updates on this tomorrow, no doubt, as the campaign gathers pace.
1: Yeah, it is. It's gathering quite the momentum. We do this normally around quarter past six in the morning, so well worth setting those alarms <laughs> extra early. There. It's and an appointment to listen. It is. So see you there. And the look of bewilderment on Emma's face <laughs> as she realises we are <laughs> going to continue doing this and it's going to become a regular feature. (laughs) He's leaping from what into who? Putting right what once went where? (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow when you wake up. Arrivederci.
0: The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast with Wix. Let's do it right. Podcast done. Absolute Radio.